Red Sky at Night, Megan by Jessica Lovett. I stand here on the edge of the farm. Fire burns in front of me. I can feel the warmth of the flames spread across my skin. The heat tickles my face and the smell of smoke fills my mouth. It's quieter than I imagined. All that power, all that strength, you'd think it'd have a noise to match its magnitude. But it doesn't. All I can hear is the faint crackle of hay igniting and the sound of Matt's heavy breathing as he stands panting beside me. Matt brought me down to the barn this morning. It was the first time we'd been down together in years. It was supposed to be a surprise. He covered my eyes with a cloth, like I couldn't tell where we were going. I've tread that path enough times over the years. I knew every stone, every dip and crevice to avoid without giving it a second thought. Down the track, built by our footprints, along the edge of the field and stepping over the wooden fence to the entrance of the barn. Matt made me sit down, positioned me perfectly on a barrel of hay. I wanted to take off the blindfold, but he stopped me. Instead, I had to listen to the sound of footsteps as he disappeared. We had a lot of memories in that barn, me and Matt. First time we spoke, first kiss, first touch. Back then I used to love how secluded it was. Mum couldn't believe it when we got together. She didn't think we'd last ten minutes, let alone make it ten years. The girls at school couldn't believe it either. Couldn't understand what Matt would want with the weird girl two years below who actually liked doing her schoolwork. Not when he could have had his choice of anyone. I couldn't help it. Mum had always drilled into me the importance of education. She wanted me to have more than she had. She wanted me to be able to make choices. Problem is, no one ever tells you what those choices are supposed to be. I could tell once Matt was back in the barn. He had a smell. A mix of barley and dirt. It was kind of sweet and stale at the same time. It was strongest when he'd been working on the farm all day. He lifted my hands out of my lap and placed a parcel in them. It was light and hard, like a small paperback book. He let the blindfold fall from my eyes and I looked down. The parcel was wrapped carefully in shiny paper. It had balloons all across it and happy anniversary written down the sides. Matt had given me a gift in the barn before. He was kneeling in almost the same position then. That was supposed to be a surprise too. I made Matt wait five years before I married him. I compromised though. I moved in after three. It was Matt's idea. I didn't have much choice, not since Mum decided to move away. It made sense. Matt had a good job on the farm and I'd just started college. I decided to study English, history and art. I wanted to discover all the worlds I never knew existed. Turns out, Mum wanted the same. Wanted to know what it was like to live in a place that stayed open after 6pm. I was the first in my family to go to college. My tutor thought I should try for uni. She made me fill in an application form. 
I dropped out before the final exams. Matt was right. It cut into our time together. Every night he'd come home to find me trapped in another book. He didn't understand why I wanted to waste my time reading about other people's lives. I guess he thought ours was interesting enough. I ripped through the paper to reveal a white box. I could tell by the look on Matt's face he was excited for me to open it. I lifted the lid and felt the soft greys of cloth against my skin. I stared at the items for a while. Matt held them up. A tiny t-shirt and an embroidered baby bib. Matt wanted this anniversary to be special. He thought we should do something to make it so. I didn't say anything. I didn't look at him. I got up and ran out. Matt had never been good at giving presents. It's a typical man thing, I guess, but he always preferred practical gifts. He liked to give people things they could use, but not necessarily anything they ever wanted. He'd be pleased if I bought him a new compost bin for Christmas. He didn't see the point in a gift if it wasn't something you could use every day. Not like Mum. She gave me a bunch of her old stuff when she left. A box full of photographs and memories. I put most of it in the attic, except the books. Her collection of Austins and Dickens. I put them on a shelf in the living room, underneath the telly. I like looking at them, their soft green covers protecting the stories and worlds inside. Matt hated it. He'd moan about them when we sat and watched TV. I could usually distract him though. If I wrapped his arms around me, pulled his face towards mine, he'd cling to me, hold me down and grip me tight. If I whispered gently enough, he'd usually turn off the TV. The walk back up to the house took me longer than usual. Part of me hoped Matt would come chasing after me. Another part of me was glad he didn't. I decided to sit and read for a while. To take a holiday in someone else's life. I was a few pages in when I noticed it. The smell of barley and hay. He was watching me. He stared at me for a while before he said it. I could see him struggling with it. Could see it balancing on the edge of his tongue. Don't I want his children? It's not easy to decide what you want when you've got someone making every decision for you. When it feels like you're being guided to tell a story somebody else already has set in their mind. Matt snatched the book out of my hands. I just sat there. He shouted for a while, then was silent. Just held the baby clothes in one hand and my book in the other. Both of us silent. We were surrounded by acres of fields, all this land, and there's still nowhere to hide. Is it possible to feel trapped in open fields? 
Everyone thought we'd have kids by this point. Mum included. All those years reminding me about the importance of birth control and now she couldn't wait for me to get pregnant. Not that she'd get much chance to see any hypothetical baby since she'd moved. Matt promised we'd visit her all the time when she left. He said it would give us a chance to explore somewhere new. It hasn't happened yet. Any place we've ever been together is Wales. Matt never wanted to travel any further. I swear he thinks this village would disappear if he stepped a toe over the border for more than a few hours. I wouldn't mind so much if I could call her. If we could speak without me having to hang my head out of the window or stand on top of the washing machine. I didn't see the smoke at first. We were still in the same place, neither knowing what to say. I looked up when Matt walked past. I thought he was going to say something. That's when I noticed it, rippling through the air around us. Matt dropped the baby clothes by me and ran, the green blur of Mum's book still in his hands. I don't know what he thought he was doing. I followed him outside. I heard him yelling. I wanted to ignore him, to pretend it wasn't happening, but the smoke was getting thicker and the flames were getting higher and it wasn't going to go away. The heat whipped through me and burned into my eyes. I covered my face with the tiny baby t-shirt. I placed the delicate fabric over my skin and ran through the smoke towards the barn. Matt was fighting the flames, kicking them and beating the fire with his bare hands. He was doing everything he could to stop another bale from going up in front of us. But there was no point. The roof had already caught. There was nothing else he could do. It wouldn't be long before the whole thing came tumbling down. He called to me. I'm not sure what he said, but his gesture was clear. He wanted me to get back. He didn't want me to get hurt. It's then I noticed his hands. Empty. My eyes searched the distance looking for Mum's book. I swung my other leg over the fence and ran towards the flames, my mind filled with the vision of stories and worlds disappearing within the orange and black. Matt grabbed me. His hand was tight around my arm. I struggled free just as Matt pulled a blur of green from his back pocket. The soft cover was untouched. He kept it safe from harm. I stand here, on the edge of the farm. The fire rages on for all to see. Matt's hand reaches across to me, stopping a few millimetres from mine. We lock eyes over the hay. The smoke swallows up the air around us. His eyes are filled with tears. And I realise I've been looking into that face for the last ten years. I don't know who I am without it staring back at me. Megan was performed by Daniel Winter, directed by Tinica Crane, by Pentabus Theatre Company, Young Writers Group, 